don't think I rewrote the book of, of what I'm doing with my life this past year. The new part is the time, the focus, the appreciation given to those things. We spent more time outside. We spent more time on the water. We spent more time playing board games and more time making dinner together. I hope that we we do keep with that. Um, I don't know if those are totally new, but the amount of time that we spend on them is new. I'm Debbie Weil, and this is the Gap Year podcast, where we talk about making the most of the collective gap year we're all living through right now. There have been so many gaps this past year. One of the biggest holes for me was the absence of Island Women Speak. That's the multi-generational women's storytelling event that I've produced and directed on Deer Isle, Maine. It's been such a special evening. Seven women representing seven decades, from age 20-something to 80-something, have taken to the stage to tell personal and revealing stories about their lives. The audience has packed into Stonington, Maine's historic Opera House Theatre on a cold January night to experience warmth and intimacy and to create a safe space for storytelling. Well, that was not to be this winter. So I decided to invite three past performers onto the show, representing three different decades, or teams as we call them, to get their differing perspectives on this pandemic year. You'll hear about loneliness and uncertainty, but also about resilience and perseverance. There's a special blend and an outlook on life. It's typical in Maine. Representing Team 30 is Amanda Larrabee, who is a landscaper and mother of a teenager. For Team 50 is Becky Siebert, who has served the community for decades as a nurse. And for Team 80, Lorraine Knowlton, a retired minister. All three are lifelong residents of Deer Isle, Maine, the remote coastal community that I now call home. I started by asking each of these women, what was your biggest challenge of the past year? I'm Amanda Larrabee, speaking for Team 30. And my biggest challenge over the past year I think it has gone in phases as the situation has become sort of the new normal as as we began to understand this was to be our life for the next, we don't know how long, last year, last March. I think initially the feeling of isolation and the feeling of unknown was very anxiety provoking and um, figuring out what we could and couldn't do, what was safe. That was that to me was a huge challenge initially. And as time went on and we began to understand, okay, we don't have to wipe down all of our groceries and we can talk to people when we're outside and we're six feet away or if we have our masks on and, and we can see people, then the challenge began to really be accepting the unknown, you know, which quite honestly, we always don't know, but I think when when life is quote unquote normal, we think we know, we have a plan, we have an idea, and this is you know this has really challenged 
uh, me to um, just be okay with not really knowing when things will be quote normal again, to just have to go with the flow. I'm Becky Siebert, Team 50. Uh, what was my biggest challenge over this past year? Um, so I think as a frontline worker, uh, home health nurse, it was trying to, like everyone else, figure out what was going on with COVID, and there were a lot of unanswered questions in the beginning, and so taking care of patients, but also concerned about my own loved ones who lived away and whether or not they were going to be safe. Um, so it was a very lonely time, um, and you know, trying to work through a pandemic, but uh, and make sure everyone's needs were met, and sometimes losing my own uh, what I needed to for self care. I'm Lorraine Knowlton from Team Eighty. I'm used to uh, you know going out about every day. It seems so. Once this COVID hit, I was pretty much uh, stayed at Deer Run, which is where I live. And of course, we weren't able to uh, get together and uh, visit like we used to. I think the biggest challenge of that is to stay positive, to, uh, you know, find ways to just keep your spirits up and be able to enjoy each day even so. Then I asked them one of my favorite questions that I've put to podcast guests this year, a question that has gotten some surprising answers. What is your new best thing that has come out of this pandemic year? The new best thing to come out of this pandemic year for me has probably been um, a different kind of of time spent with my family, uh, with my immediate family and my household, my daughter and my partner. You know, there's been less sort of scattering to our own um, individual pastimes when, when we have time to do those things and more creative thinking of what will we do together. We spent more time outside. We spent more time on the water. We spent more time playing board games and more time making dinner together. I hope that we, we do keep with that. Um, I don't know if those are totally new, but the amount of time that we spend on them is new. I don't think I rewrote the book of, of what I'm doing with my life this past year. Um, so I don't know that I could, that I could say there's something that's, so completely new that I'd never touched on it before, but it's the new part is the time, the focus, the appreciation given to those things. The new best thing would be I um, initiated a family FaceTime every week. Uh, I have four sons, four grown adult sons who live out of state and along with their dad who winters out of state and had initiated this wonderful, beautiful family FaceTime. So every Sunday evening at 7 p.m., we gather and talk about our week. And, and it, to be honest with you, it always bothered me having boys. They didn't really stay in touch with each other. So this was 
such a positive thing and for them to reconnect and all of us know you know talk about our week and know we were all safe and some challenges and just kind of you know spread a little love and let them know we're here so that was probably the most positive thing i think the best thing perhaps it's come out of uh this whole thing is that um the uh, phone calls and uh, writing more notes, making more contacts, because we all are somewhat isolated, and especially in our senior years where you don't have your kids around you and that kind of thing, and you're more isolated. I, th- I think that that's been the best thing that's come out of it for me. Then I asked them to talk about what they want more of going forward. The thing I think that I would like to have more of coming out of this year of COVID, which is something that I had more of during the year of COVID, which is more time in nature. Um, You know, especially early on when we were really everyone was keeping into their own houses and there was no sense of socializing. We weren't even really going to the grocery store unless we absolutely had to. And I spent a lot of time by myself for about, you know, that, that rest of that month of March, 2020 into April. And I did a lot of walking in the woods and walking in the woods turned into stopping in the woods and sitting in the woods and listening in the woods. And I just found that I came across so many sort of magic little moments that were happening, you know, the cocoon of a uh, lunar moth that was was ready to open and the songs of the birds and, you know, the, the amphibians crossing the road for their spring migration to lay their eggs. And I loved all of that so much. I really want to make space for more of that in my life. For me, I loved the idea that this was really a year to go inward and a 2020 year of reflection. Um, I found that because there wasn't all of the outside um, activities, people, I noticed their yards were more beautiful. They were planting vegetables. They were cleaning from scratch, quarantine, cooking, and um, just kind of finding other things, hiking and camping and um, notice the beautiful sunsets and the beautiful sunrises and back to nature. So for me, I hope that people can, you know, kind of connect with family, connect with themselves and really see the beauty in the world that we have all around us every day. I want more of being able to visit, uh, spend time with my great-grandchildren, visit with friends. And uh, we we have some good times gathering in the dining room here at Deer Run. I'd like more of that. I, I hope that we'll, uh, we'll be able to get back to somewhat normal uh, times. I also asked the question on everyone's mind right now. Have you been vaccinated yet? Amanda Larrabee speaking for Team 30. And, you know, I I have to first confess that 
actually I've just turned 40 and turning 40 during this pandemic at this moment means ta-da, I get to be vaccinated an entire month earlier than I would if I were only 39. So it definitely, it was definitely my best, um, my best 40th birthday present. I haven't been vaccinated yet, but as soon as I can get in line, I will, because I am so envious of everyone who has already had their vaccine. It's, it's probably, you know, it's very exciting as you keep hearing more and more stories, more people saying, I, I got it. I got it. It feels closer and closer to getting back to some of the things that we've really missed. Yes. I got, received my first vaccination on January 4th, um, and then I had the Moderna, so 28 days later, I had the second vaccination on February 1st. And I, I felt that people were relieved and happy for me. I didn't feel with any envy, as a, most people in this community know me as a caregiver and frontline worker, so it was almost like a relief. We're finally getting it around here, you know, we're our frontline people are now getting vaccinated. So I felt that very much um, people were happy for me. Yes, I have been vaccinated. I've received both of mine and uh, I've been my two weeks now. So I'm supposedly uh, 95% good and uh, I should be able to uh, feel some freedom to, uh, even though they're still asking you to wear masks and so forth. But I feel very fortunate to have that because now that allows me a little bit more uh, to, uh, I'll see my grandchildren, you know, and uh, my great-grandchildren actually. And, uh, you know, they grow up so fast that uh, you don't want to miss much. <laughs> so um, I'm just I'm just thankful it will let me, um, move about with a little more freedom. I ended by asking Becky and Lorraine if they felt this was a lost year for them. In other words, it's been a year of loss, but has it been a lost year? I forgot to ask Amanda this question. Okay, I'm Becky Spurt, Team 50. Um, no, I don't think it was a lost year because I think um, the thing that I actually would like to answer that with a quote, and that is, I think that when the dust settles, we will realize how little we need, how very much we actually have, and the value of human connection. And I found that, and I that kind of sums it up for me. And um, I saw many acts of kindness. Our seniors that are shut in, there were meals delivered to them weekly. Um, I think it just brought this, you know, kindness out for, um, of people to help our neighbors. And I hope that continues. I'm Lorraine Knowlton, Team 80. And um, no, I don't feel it's a lost year. It's a very different year. Um, with its moments of, um, <clears throat> well, feeling perhaps, uh, like I've said, isolated, you know, makes life different to not be able to move about the way you are used to doing. 
but I, I don't think it's lost. Certainly not if you try to, uh, well, like I say, make extra phone calls, make notes of, you know, those types of things where you can uh, keep in touch with people. I want to end by asking you, dear listener, if this has been a lost year for you. I've wondered about this myself. Honestly, it's been a mixed bag for me. In some ways, I've relished the slow, quiet days and the focus on small things like making a shorter to-do list and including on it a moment for gratitude or just calling a friend. But oh, how I've missed the energy and adventure of travel of unexpected encounters on busy streets, of working face-to-face with my women's storytellers, and so much more. What's this year been like for you? Send me an email at thegapyearpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. If you respond, I'll include your answer in an upcoming episode. And that's it for this episode of the Gap Year Podcast, with a special thanks to Amanda, Becky, and Lorraine. Be sure to check the show notes for links to their Island Women Speak performances. Each episode of this podcast is a labor of love, requiring time, energy, and creativity. To continue, we need your support and encouragement. It's so easy to help. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes less than a minute. Again, you can reach me at thegapyearpodcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear whether this has been a lost year for you. I'm Debbie Weil. Till next time.